How many times per day do you poop? Or should I say, do you poop every day? Every other day? (laughs) I know, that was quite an abrupt way to start this episode, but it's something we need to consider, and it all comes down to our gut. Now, what is all this talk these days about your gut? How you can improve your gut and why it's important? And not only that, but what does it have to do with your motherhood journey? Today's guest, Lahana Vigliano, is a holistic certified clinical nutritionist and the CEO of NuviTrue Wellness, which is a company that educates women on ways they can improve their life with real food, fitness, and herbs. She joins us to chat all about the impact our hormones and our gut have on fertility, pregnancy, and your postpartum experience. Now, This chat is not about a diet or how to lose weight. It's quite the opposite, actually. This is all about a way of living and how we need to start living a more whole life today so that our hormones that get so drastically affected throughout pregnancy, birth, and postpartum can be supported. Oftentimes, we don't get help or focus on any of these things until there's an issue. But I encourage you, to listen to this episode and learn how to nip it in the bud before an issue arises. And surprise, surprise, it's actually not that complicated. Lahana was actually a teen mom, having her first child at age 18. And at that time, she didn't think much about hormones or gut health. But my, has she learned quite a bit since then. You are listening to the Mamas in Training podcast giving aspiring and expecting moms guidance and community from moms who have been there. And I'm your host, Jessica Lorian. While I heal from an autoimmune disease that's delaying my journey into motherhood, I've decided to learn all about motherhood before I actually am one. So we're on this journey together. You know, gut health is something that I've been focused on for years now, and it truly does affect your overall motherhood journey. Here is Lahana to teach us all about it and hear how her innocence as a teen mom was kind of a blessing, in her opinion. I actually am glad I was a little oblivious, if I'm mm-hmm. being honest, because if I knew what I knew now, I can see why like moms get super stressed out because there's a lot of moving parts. And so I'm kind of glad that I was young and I was just naive and I was like, yeah, whatever, you know? I think it would look different in so many ways of what I was eating. I was definitely eating pretty standard American. I am more holistic. So I would have also looked into birthing differently. I got like an epidural and in the hospital. Now I would, you know, look into like birthing centers and like stuff like that. And I was also so young. I also think when I had, I had my son in 2010. So 2009, 2010, I feel like stuff resources we have today are amazing. We have doulas, we have all these things. Like I swear, it's not even that I was young. I just don't think that was really popular 11 years ago. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I just feel like there's a lot, like it would be a whole different pregnancy. Knock on wood. My husband is like, yeah. so knocking on wood really hard. because I, I'm good. I'm good with two. You're good. <laughs> I love it. I think a really good place for us to start, and this might sound really elementary, but we throw the word hormones around all the time. Like I get estrogen, testosterone. Okay. But yeah. can we just go back to our ABCs here? What are hormones? And yeah. then 
following up with that, how do they pertain to our motherhood journey? Yeah. So hormones are basically little communicators that go throughout the body. And there's so many hormones. You mentioned our sex hormones. So that referred to reproduction, but there's also like insulin, which is our blood sugar hormone. There's thyroid hormone. There is hunger hormones like adrenaline and all that. So like there's so many different hormones that do different jobs in the body, but their whole point is for them to communicate to one part of the body of, Hey, you need to do this. So it's like little dictators mm. <laughs> in our lives. So I love this, thinking of it that way. So with estrogen and like progesterone, they are dictators of like fertility, like ovulation and mm-hmm. babies and making your uterus super cushy for a baby to, you know, implant. Fertility is just so huge. So everything from creating an egg to releasing the egg to implanting the egg to creating this beautiful, beautiful human. And then or hor- hormones, as I think we know, like oxytocin and all these other different hormones that push us through labor, after labor, and having that like connection with your baby. And then all the way to pregnancy, then moving into breastfeeding. And then that breastfeeding is that prolactin hormone helping stimulate that lactation. And then going into the circle of again, getting your normal cycle again, and just until you have another baby or you know, you're done like me. So I mean, in every single part of reproduction and fertility, your sex hormones are there. And even blood sugar hormones, your insulin, all your blood sugar definitely fluctuates throughout pregnancy. You actually become a little bit more insulin resistant naturally at the end of your pregnancy. So every hormone is like in sync and it's like they know Mm. what to do in whatever season that you're in. (laughs) But I find most times we don't even really think or care to consider hormones until there's a problem. Right. right. Until we have too much insulin or we don't have enough estrogen or our partner doesn't have enough testosterone or whatever it is. And so while they can all, we pray, hope and work magically together without us even considering it, what are some ways that we can support the changes that we go through? Because like you mentioned, before you even start to have kids, if you have the ability as a mama in training to prepare for pregnancy, first we have to get off our birth control if we're on a birth control. Then it's trying to get pregnant and the challenges that come with that. Then it's being pregnant and the hormone changes that go through during that time. Then it's giving birth and then it's postpartum. I mean, there's so many freaking categories that our body goes through within these 18 months. It's insane. So what do we need to know about all of these hormones with regards to this this 18-month journey and and how can we support those changes that we're going to go through? Yeah, if I could do two things, two things that are the biggest, and even those we can dial, like dive into. But I would say the best way we can support hormones is through diet of just making sure that we have enough food in general, as well as like diversity and getting a array of like micronutrients. So your vitamins and your minerals, all those things are really building blocks. So without those things, you honestly can't really build hormones and you start having issues. So I I agree with you. Most of the time, we only think hormones when there's an issue, which is why I'm such a fan of testing hormones every year, except if you're nursing, but every year testing hormones, even if you don't have issues because they do change. And I think we can definitely stay on top of it. The second thing is stress because those that's 
which is another hormone in itself, but our cortisol, our stress hormone can throw off many things, especially the fertility side, estrogen, progesterone. Hence why when we're stressed, we are having our cycles late or maybe your cycle comes too early. It's just super irregular. And I think we need to assess like what's stressing us out, not only externally, which is what I feel like most people think of when they think of stress is like, a bad job and a bad relationship, being stuck in traffic in the morning. And that's, we do have to address external, but we also have to address like internal stressors as well, which are like gut imbalances and other, other things that might be going on. Blood, the blood sugar roller coaster, all of that. That's a very stressful on the body. So I think addressing both of those will help our stress hormone, which will ultimately help the rest of our hormones because a lot of women want to jump like when they start working with us they're like okay i think i have painful periods or irregular cycles or i'm having trouble getting pregnant whatever it is they're like i want to look into my hormones and i'm like pump the brakes for a second because hormone like honestly sex hormones are honestly one of the very last dominoes to fall you usually have to backtrack and say starting from the beginning i find that a lot in gut health like what's going on so yes we get the weirdest freaking looks ever when someone says like i'm here for hormones why are you asking me about my poop <laughs> <laughs> I, I promise there's a reason it's for all connected all <laughs> yeah <laughs> but we, so everyone's still like at the end point but ultimately i can test your hormones and be like well okay cool you have estrogen dominance well, let's backtrack. And that's when we get into the root causes and the foundational stuff like reducing stress and improving your diet and all that stuff. I love that. There was an episode that I did. I don't remember the number at the moment. It's I think in the 70s with Elizabeth King. It's all about fertility. I'll put the link in the show notes for you. But she mentioned that too. And it was the importance basically of focusing on the stress, the mindset, and how so often when we're going through trying to get pregnant and fertility, and we think we have all these issues with our body internally, it's really these mental layers that we're putting on top of everything that is what really can be the root cause of everything. So yeah. I, I love that you said that and it circles back perfectly to that. There's there's even connections between like health conditions in general of people who don't understand or know like their purpose in life, like what they are here for, tend to have more health conditions, mm. symptoms, issues. And it really goes to show the power of like our brain. And it's not just mental, but emotional, spiritual, like there's a whole, whole, whole co- that's why we're yeah. super complex. But it's just really intriguing to me to think that someone that doesn't feel like they have a purpose, and then that mm. could be the root to all of their issues. I think it's, it's amazing. Crazy. Yeah. That's why I think it's so important to get help from people like you or a therapist or both or, you know, a fertility coach, depending on where you're at. It's like when we're going through this process, we we don't have to go through it alone. And so it's great that you all do this in Nuvitru. I want to quickly go back and then I want to dive into the gut because the gut just fascinates me. But I want to quickly dive into the hormone testing that you mentioned. I know that you do this hormone lab testing over with your company. And so bring us through how that would work. How do you actually test for this? Yeah. And what do you find out? Yeah. Oh my gosh, I love... We do the Dutch. That's my favorite way to test for hormones. And I will say if you are 
pregnant nursing, it's not really a time to test for hormones. They're already crazy. Like that's normal. That's very normal. So you kind of have to wait till after you're done breastfeeding and stuff to really get a good grasp for like how your hormones naturally are. But this one is a urine test. So it's very different. And just to note, we're more on the functional side. So we offer tests that like aren't covered by insurance and stuff. So if you go to your conventional doctor and say, can I get a Dutch? They will look at you like, I have no idea what that is. (laughs) Um, So they don't know what that is because it's not covered by insurance and it's pretty functional. So unless they're getting extra like training in the integrative healthcare space, they don't know what it is. But this will test for estrogen, progesterone, testosterone, like obviously the amount of levels in your body. But one of my favorite things about it that cannot be found via blood is the way that we metabolize and detox our hormones after like we're done with it. So not only are you seeing estrogen, but you're seeing how it's moving like throughout your liver. And that's really, really important because there's different pathways that like estrogen can go down. It can go down a really protective pathway. It can go down a very dangerous pathway that actually damages your DNA, increases risk for breast cancers and all these other estrogen cancers, which is very interesting to note because you could have perfect hormone levels. But if you're favoring this pathway, it's still increasing your risk of breast cancers. And And are you saying that our pathways, that we could change our pathways or that we could adapt our pathways somehow? Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's pathways too. It's called like the 16-OH. That can give you like estrogen dominant symptoms, but you're not actually estrogen dominant. So I love being able to see this of how you're getting rid of estrogen. I think it shares a big picture that a lot of people feel like is missed because I would be a millionaire if I had a dollar for every time. <laughs> my doctor said my labs are fine and they either weren't fine because they're going by like their standards and or they just did not get enough comprehensive testing. But I love the Dutch because it not only combines our sex hormones, but it also tests our adrenals, which is our stress hormone. So I love that combination because like we, we were talking about how important it is to reduce stress to combine those two in one test. Yeah. It makes me so <laughs> and then from there, where do you go? Is it then you go directly to the gut? Or is it how do you navigate that way, depending on what the results are? Not always. And honestly, you have to be in kind of a a space that you're not really, really bad. More mm. so like, oh, I'm just kind of curious of my hormones for me to like skip the gut and bypass all those other precursors, just because they are usually on the more expensive side of testing, if you're not used to this like functional holistic realm of healthcare. So I like to make sure that we're like utilizing your budget in like the right way. And we're not like skipping steps. So if you just jump right to the Dutch, most of the time, I'm not too concerned about gut health, or I would have had you do stool testing. But using food and supplements where necessary can help change those pathways, can help really uncover some of the imbalances or just optimize them. Maybe it's not even like, oh, you have super low estrogen or testosterone. Maybe it's just like you have normal amounts, but maybe we can optimize that a little bit better. So we utilize like diet changes and supplements to help I'm a perfectionist. So to help you yeah. become perfect. No, I'm just kidding. No, I'm right. <laughs> that's, that's unrealistic, but you know what I'm saying. As close as we can get. Yeah, exactly. So with that in mind then, like I don't want everyone thinking, oh, I have to run out and do these, get these hormone tests done. Whom do you commonly find comes to you for this type of a thing? Is it people who are trying to get pregnant and are, are suffering? Where are these women? Infertility. Yep. They can't get pregnant. And most of the time I am seeing lots of adrenal issues I'm about to say, I don't think I could ever actually say that I've never had 
an infertile woman without adrenal issues, if that (laughs) makes any type of connection there. Uh, Yeah. So infertile women and then people who have painful periods or just really tough PMS, I would say those are the top people who are in a good standing for hormone testing. I read that you wrote this somewhere with regards to when you first started, that you were basically sick of the whole, something's wrong, okay, here's a pill. And that's exactly what happened to me. You know, something's wrong with your body, okay, here's a biologic, here's a pill, which then ended up putting me on this path of having to wait for my motherhood journey. And and I know, you know, the rate at which chronic diseases are skyrocketing is just huge. And so, I think this is a really important thing for women, especially when we're going through our fertility journey and our motherhood journey to really consider this type of functional medicine and and focusing on our body in a way that's a holistic way. I think it also something that I always talk about is advocating for ourselves. And it's another way that we can take the control back, right? And really advocate for ourselves here. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if that helps people who are struggling to get pregnant, but I have never seen someone who's struggling to get pregnant that they're doing everything perfect. Like, mm-hmm. and that's in diet. I see a lot of women who are under eating, not knowing they think they're not under eating. And then we actually look at it. I'm like, girlfriend, you're under eating. Like, how do you expect yes. to get pregnant if you are barely fueling your body? Like, if we're being completely honest, you know, so it's mm-hmm. even those small foundational things that can be whoa, like I didn't realize I was following my hunger hormones. I was doing mm-hmm. all these things. I'm I'm not hungry. How am I under eating? It's just a whole other topic. But things like that, things like the adrenals, I see those things off. And to me, yes, I hate that we are the last stop. And I hate to admit that, but we really are. We are the person that people come to when they've been gaslighted or they're like, I just don't want to take prescriptions. When I'm like, this is like the foundation to living is like nutrition and our diet, our lifestyle. It's like, I wish we were the first people people would come to and not the last. Maybe it'll change eventually. I have high hopes. I won't dive into the way that this <laughs> the system is set up and that's another thing, but it, it's true. It's 100% true. And then, yeah. So that brings us into the gut, which is almost in a sense, would you say more important to focus on first, right? Than your hormones? Yes, because you, like sex hormone imbalances are honestly just the result of something else. Right. So, so yes. how is your gut important for pregnancy and birth. I mean, I'm experiencing a complete one-on-one like relationship with my gut and how I've healed myself from medication. But when we're thinking about preparing to get off birth control, preparing for pregnancy, how is our gut really important with this? Yeah. I always like to say that, you know, you're about to be a host just getting pregnant. And so your microbiome, your whole bacteria, I mean, we're really all just walking bacteria, if I'm being honest, but your (laughs) bacteria is going to influence your babies. Even if you are C-section and vaginal, like you are your host to your baby. But with birth control, especially with birth control, birth control does wreak havoc on the gut. And I know so many women are on it for decades and, you know, honestly, just unknowing. And because of that, a lot of gut support, liver support, all these things when you're coming off of birth control need to be better because your body has been taking birth control for so long. And I actually recommend not not to hop off birth control immediately, let your body 
do three to four months minimum of support before trying for a baby. So don't just like stop birth control last week and be like, all right, let's do it. Like that's mm-hmm. not the smartest way to just want to bring your body back into alignment a little bit more. And sometimes it, it might even take longer than that. But you are a microbiome that's going to influence the microbiome you want to create your little baby. And a lot of the times there is from what we see with lab testing and stuff, when the gut is out of balance, whether it's bacteria or yeast or parasites, whatever it may be, a lot of the times that's influencing the amount of sex hormone you have in your body, especially estrogen. Whenever there is an imbalance, and I've even personally had this as well, and it was really interesting because I wasn't symptomatic. So this is why I'm such a huge proponent of not waiting until you are feeling symptomatic for you to actually test and understand your body. But there is this enzyme called beta-glucuronidase. And what this enzyme does is that it unpackages the hormones trying to leave the body and toxins too. So it basically unpackages it out of the little taxi saying, Hey, come on, come on back in the body. Let's get reabsorbed instead of actually excreting the hormones and toxins trying to leave. So now we're creating like this whole burden on the liver to like, I swear I just detox that. <laughs> like You're why right. are you back? And now yeah. women are having like estrogen dominant issues, etc. So I've seen that so many times. And I think that's why I'm so such a proponent for like focusing on gut health first before jumping into hormones. Because if you focused on gut, did a little gut support, then when you do take your hormone test, it actually probably won't be as bad as it was before because ultimately the gut was part of the root cause. So many times, whatever our quote unquote norm is, is actually not healthy. You know, like if we're experiencing a headache at 3 p.m. every day, that's not normal. If we aren't going to the bathroom, let's we can get into the poop doc here, which I know you're a fan of. If you're not going to the bathroom every single day, like that's not healthy. Mm -hmm. If you're getting a stomach ache a couple times a week, that's not normal. So how do we know the difference between, you know, like what is normal and what's not? Oh man, that's hard. And I don't think you actually no, unless I don't know, you come across posts on social media or someone mentions it, but because you don't know what you don't know. So I feel like most people that come to us know something's wrong or intuitively, or they have seen something on the web, on the internet of saying, Oh, I guess this isn't normal. I have that issue with PMS, Um, not just PMS, but like painful periods. People think that's normal. And honestly, I grew up thinking like, Oh yeah, you just take my doll. Like that's normal. So I think it just, once you're in this space and maybe following some people, you start to like recognize like, oh, maybe that's not normal. Cause I still get people on my Instagram saying like, wait, you're not supposed to like have diarrhea before your cycle. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> so like, I feel like it isn't until someone mentions something that you don't know, but I will say you aren't supposed to be having stomach aches. You are, sh- you should be going to the bathroom every day. It shouldn't be diarrhea. You should have a painless uh, period cycle should be regular. So I feel like assess like how you feel. And if you've ever shoved off any symptoms, like yeah, the typical headache, start journaling and writing that down and seeing if you can find any patterns or just being really in tune with how your body's feeling. I think sometimes all that takes is for us just to freaking slow down. To yeah. be honest, <laughs> I think we're just so busy that we're like, oh, headache again. Uh, it's whatever. I, I have to go to the store. Let's pop an Advil. Let's, oh, maybe I didn't have enough coffee. Let me have another coffee. Yeah. <laughs> yes. But I think we just need to sit there and go about our day and just 
always think in, in the morning, at night, like, how did I feel today? Did I have anything going on? And start to say like, oh, shoot, I guess I do have weird cramps every day in the afternoon. <laughs> so I guess what are our first steps, just kind of breaking this down, especially in preparing for a pregnancy, a birth and, and postpartum time to just whether or not we want to get tested, because I'm sure it's different for every single person. Yeah. But how can we get our gut as super strong and and prepared to have this other little being grow inside us? Yeah. I think for gut and hormones and just everything in general is just switching our diet to wholesome foods and keeping it as simple as can you grow it? Can you kill it? If you can answer yes to one of those, it's probably a real food. But not saying that you'll be perfect your whole life. That's not obviously no. But I think we just need to start switching our mindset into eating real foods, which I saw something on Instagram today and it cracked me up. I think it said something like our society's so used to junk food that eating real food is like dieting. I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's actually (laughs) very, very true. Um, Eating real food is dieting. And I'm like, no, 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 that's just the way we're supposed supposed to eat. That's what we're supposed to do. And so keeping it as simple and we're big fans of diversity, but we're also big fans of being, you know, personalizing diet too. Cause some people can do dairy. Some people can't, some people can do grains, some people can't, but sticking with those two answers. Can you grow it? Can you kill it? Vegetables, fruit, um, neat, high quality, even like nose to tail eating. I know that might gross some people out, but it's actually really, really great for like pregnancy and stuff. I'm getting Wait, you, you need to explain that nose to oh, tail. Gosh. What do you mean? Nose to tail. You literally eat like nose to tail. So organ meats. Oh, wow. The things that are weird, like bone broth, but made with um, chicken feet. That sounds real creepy, but it actually makes a stellar bone broth. Every single mm. part of the animal, the skin, all of that has amino acids and it's really beneficial for gut health, but it's actually super nourishing. And that's like the whole point of prenatal postpartum is just creating this nourishing environment that yeah. not only is going to benefit you, but also benefit baby because baby will get it. And I think when people think of pregnancy, nutrition and all that, they're like, yeah, I want to feed my baby. I want my baby to be healthy. But usually they are because they pull from you. But I want you to be healthy too. Not just mm-hmm. baby, but I want you to come out of pregnancy feeling good, feeling nourished. Because that's where you know postpartum depression, I think that definitely plays a role into it as well. But nuts and seeds and eggs dairy, customized and grains. So just like whole wholesome foods is mm-hmm. the first step I think you could do for gut health and for hormones. And I think it's important to to mention, I like to think of the way that I eat, which is not perfect. A hundred percent. I had a couple M&Ms the other day, but <laughs> for the most part, <laughs> I try to be good. It's more, I say the, my way of eating because there's yeah. such a negative connotation around the word diet. And and truly diet so means true. like what you eat, you eat. And what you consume. But over the past however many years, it's been messed up for us mentally. Like lose so weight. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's, that's why I think what's so important too here is we're not talking about perfection and you're not talking about, you know, a diet that you have to go on. It's just more of a, a change 
in mindset. And the thing that I think you mentioned that is so crazy to me is like, we don't really think about this stuff until we do become pregnant. And then we're like, oh, we got to protect a baby. But like, what about you as the amazing woman and female that you are, you know, like, aren't you valuable before that baby came? And then, you know, once that baby's born. So we just have to do so much better for ourselves, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. And I think like, as, as you know, even with your health journey, once you get to the level, like this next level, this level that you actually didn't even know existed because you only know what you know, like anything else that brings you down, like even just a little bit. And we see this a lot. It's just like, uh, whoa, like how did yeah. I, how did I live like that for so long? Um, and I, that's how I feel like everyone deserves to feel. Everyone deserves yes. to feel that like next level of health where they are killing it. They can be a parent. They can do whatever they're called to do if they are called to do a career and just to be their best self in every area of their life. So mm. you deserve that 100%. Yeah. And it all starts at the beginning with what we feed our bodies. And I, I love that so much. Do you think, it doesn't really seem that there is, but is there a change that we need to consider from pregnancy through postpartum with concerns to our gut? Not really, honestly. And that's what I think a lot of people want to make it complicated. Postpartum, uh, prenatal pregnancy, honestly, it has a lot of the same foundational stuff. Except, you know, postpartum is I think just stress is obviously a little crazy for good Mm -hmm. reason. So making sure that you're giving yourself more grace and more rest time, not trying to be like, oh, I want to lose the baby weight or whatever. And let me do cardio. Like, no, like this is not a time to be to be like that. It's just time to rest and nourish and recover. But as long as you keep up with your healthy habits during pregnancy, there's really not that much difference in postpartum. Sometimes one thing I like to do is test micronutrients. So testing all vitamins and minerals in postpartum moms, just to make sure because you know, labor is pretty demanding, I would say. And (laughs) I just want to make sure that they're like getting out of pregnancy and labor and delivery and feeling pretty nourished and don't have really any deficiencies because sometimes deficiencies do require extra supplementation or extra focus on like a certain food. So that's really the only thing different that I like to do for postpartum moms is just making sure they're in a good place. Yeah. I hear a lot from women, especially who are pregnant and then postpartum that constipation can be a really, really suffering thing. And this, once again, connects all back to your your gut and what you're putting inside your body. So let's just dive into the world of poop for a second. <laughs> I, I think I heard you recently on, a, on an episode talking about how when we're detoxing, like oftentimes you hear of detoxing, you think like, oh, they must be on a juice cleanse. But detoxing is also meaning just like going to the bathroom or sweating yeah. or peeing, right? So how do we need to kind of change this shift? What is normal for us with regards to going to the bathroom, pooping and and regular life <laughs> with this? I actually, no one ever talks about how freaking scary it is to go poop after labor. Like, can we- can we be yeah. I was so terrified. Yes. I was so terrified. Um, no one talks about it. But yeah, there was one. I'll just tell you quickly. Uh, a girlfriend of mine, we chatted in an episode about twin birth and pregnancy. And she said, <laughs> she said that when she had her first postpartum poop, that her Fitbit registered it as a cardio event. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's the best. <laughs> I love yes. that so much. Yeah. 
So there you go. That's what we have to look forward to. I love that. Wear oh your Fitbit, gosh. ladies. Where, yes, it will register. Um, <laughs> that's funny. But I think detoxing is so important. And yes, the main parts of detoxing is sweating, pooping and pain. So staying hydrated, constipation, that's what a lot of women struggle with. And sometimes it takes a little bit more digging into like why you have a very sluggish bowel, but making sure you're getting movement, even if it's just walks, it's just movement in general, making sure you're hydrated again, and you're getting a diverse diet. So you know, fiber, but not too much fiber because I can also be constipating. So just kind of getting that balance and diverse diet can help you just keep going. Obviously, there's some limitations when you get really big being pregnant that yes, there's a physical blockage sometimes. But as long as you can try your best just to keep up those foundational things of eating, eating real food, getting movement, staying hydrated, and just making sure that you're going pooping every day, even if sometimes a little maybe a magnesium citrate might be needed just to help mm. stimulate it a little bit. That That's kind of like what you need to be focused on throughout this like season of life. I will say nothing intense detoxification should be done pregnancy, postpartum, especially if you're nursing, just gotta be a little bit more careful. But mm just those foundational things are totally okay. And you should continue doing that all throughout pregnancy and postpartum. And my favorite, one of my favorite foods for like gut health is bone broth, just because it is so nourishing for the intestinal lining. So if you if you could do something, I would recommend getting bone broth in pretty regularly. Starting there. One last thing that I wanted to touch on that I know that you do over at NuviTrue a little bit is herbs that you might recommend for fertility in this type of holistic functional way. So what does that look like? And is there a place that we can start with considering herbs? I love herbs. I, I It just kind of depends on if it's fertility and you're having issues getting pregnant. It's all about what's what's the root cause of why you can't get pregnant. So in the case of like stress or adrenals, it might be like ashwagandha or holy basil or very calming herbs that are what we call adaptogens. So helping us adapt to stress a little bit better. Even that, it can it can be a lot because ashwagandha is amazing, but it also lowers cortisol. But I've actually seen both spectrums of like adrenal issues with infertile women. So women that have really high cortisol or women that have really low cortisol. And so if you have really low cortisol, ashwagandha should not be used. So herbs are very medicinal. So you just have to be careful. They're very, very powerful. But if you don't know, if you're kind of going into a blind, I think honestly, just starting with a prenatal, not even going too much into herbs. I don't, I, I honestly don't think it's that necessary. If you mm. don't have a condition, one of my favorite prenatals is the full circle prenatal. It's actually oh. created by a dietitian. I think it's, you can't get it in stores. So it's only ordered online, but there's so much research that has gone into that prenatal. And it is very comprehensive, more comprehensive than any prenatal possible. Like she puts choline and all these nutrients that are so needed. And you can utilize that through prenatal, pregnancy, and postpartum. So I highly recommend checking that out. Oh, but yeah. for, for herb-wise, I don't know. It just kind of depends on what you're feeling or how what's going on, like your root cause. But there's yeah. nothing magical, like nothing crazy magical herb that is like, oh, you're infertile. Everyone should take this. <laughs> yeah. It sounds so funny because I'm sitting here thinking like, there's got to be more to it. But I, is it, it, there isn't, right? It's just a matter of like, stick to the whole foods and go back to basics, like go back to the caveman yeah. days, right? And then I guess if we have trouble, we contact you and the team at NuviTrue and, and you guys help us through with things. But 
Am I thinking of this in the right no. way? I think that's why I think this whole world has made things complicated. Yeah. And we want like a magical unicorn pill or something that will help, but it totally matters of the foundational stuff, getting movement, reducing your stress, eating real food. And I know maybe because it's, it's so simple in a way. And yeah, I, I will say some, some of those changes are hard because some of those oh, changes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are, it seems big, especially if you're eating standard American or if your biggest stressor is work and really the solution is you need to find another job. That's mm-hmm. a huge decision. So some of these aren't easy per se, but it does come down to the basics and there is no unicorn, unicorn herb that will fix all the things. Yeah, of course. I mean, no, I, I should correct myself a little bit because when I started my health journey and really changed my way of eating, it was a process and it took me like a good two years and I'm still working through like how to navigate that and, and fighting those needs and wants with what I want to consume. But I just mean in the sense of like, there's no step one, two, three, four, five, ten. This just like step one, just start back to the basics, which is kind of a relief. Yeah. It's kind of nice. Yeah, for sure. If anyone is struggling on another level and they want a little bit more guidance and support through functional medicine, how can they connect and reach out with you and the team at Nuvi True Wellness and, and what do you provide? Yeah. Instagrams are jammed. So if you want to just learn more about us and creep, I love Instagram. That's where you can find us at Nuvi True Wellness. And then we're on Facebook, but no one's on there. Uh, but our <laughs> website is www.nuvitruewellness.com, N-U-V-I-T-R-U, wellness.com. And that's where you can find all what we offer. You can actually even download still sample versions of our tests, the labs that we do. So you can see like, oh, this is like what my results would look like, which is really cool. And you can just honestly learn all about us there. We have p- blogs, our podcast at Functional Nutrition Radio. If you want to learn from me, all the resources are over there. But we love to work with people one-on-one. I think that's our most prized service and possession because I feel like there's so much personalized help that people need. Like I'm so over one size fits all. Like cool, Karen on your Facebook lost 50 pounds doing this and she got pregnant. Like (laughs) whatever Karen did does not matter because it's not you. And so I think that's one of our favorite things is just like, let me learn about your body, like your specific microbiome, your specific hormones, your like Nutrient yeah, and every one of us is so different. Yes. And I think that's just like the beauty of it. I think that's what makes yeah. it so fun is because like everyone's different. So we're never like working with the same exact case. <laughs> I love it. All those links to connect with you and the team will be in the show notes. Lahana, thank you so much for your time and, and for your info and all of this. At first, it can seem like such an overwhelming topic and conversation and thing to navigate, but it's actually so beautifully easy. So thanks for spelling it out for us. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. <laughs> You're welcome. Isn't it crazy to think that really the first step to a healthy gut and healthy microbiome is as easy as eating wholesome foods? It's not an easy thing to do, I know, but nice to know that we have control over where to start at least. Ideally, we want to always be thinking and eating in this wholesome way, but especially when we're preparing our bodies to create life, it is a great start. And as Lahana said, our gut directly affects the hormones that will be in charge of creating this beautiful life. So we want to give it all the nourishment we can. Now, don't forget, You do not have to go through this alone. I know firsthand that even something like shifting your diet can be super overwhelming, especially without the support of others. You can get that support through any and all areas of this amazing journey today. 
All you have to do is join our free Facebook community, Mamas in Training. Sign up is super easy. Just click on the link in the show notes and you'll be connected to a group of supportive and loving women who are there for you right away. And I can't wait to meet you there. If you enjoyed the show today, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode and leave a review on Apple Podcasts so I know how to better serve you. I'd also love for you to join our community of Mamas in Training on Facebook. You can find me at Mamas in Training on Instagram and at mamasintraining.com. For Mamas in Training, I'm Jessica Lorian. We're in this together.